Hi, I'm Dr. Shannon Deer. And I'm Cheryl Miller. Together, we wrote Business Doing Good, Engaging Women and Elevating Communities. It has six principles for businesses looking to hire women overcomers, women who have overcome challenging paths of incarceration, addiction, poverty, and engagement in the sex trade. You can order today on Amazon and it'll release on August 15th. So we wrote a book. We did a thing. <laughs> we did. <laughs> it's called Business Doing Good, Engaging Women and Elevating Communities. And it has six principles for businesses who are looking to hire women who have overcome challenging paths of incarceration, addiction, poverty, and engagement in the sex trade. And it has six stories of women who have yeah. overcome significant challenges and are in the workforce as well. Exactly. And so, of course, we know that companies right now are really focused on corporate social responsibility, doing good for society. And certainly this is a way that they can do that. But what might be more surprising is that this is a way they can really benefit from having women overcomers in their organizations. So why is it so important for organizations to hire women overcomers from their perspective, from benefiting the organization itself? You know, one of the things that when we were working in the nonprofit, our focus originally was just on the women, helping them get really good paying jobs so they could sustain their families into the future that have economic stability where they could maintain their healthy lifestyle. And the women that were running the social enterprise that we had in our housing program, they were really doing an amazing, doing amazing work training the women themselves. So for example, we used to use volunteers to do on do job readiness training programs for our women. Or, or staff would, you know, prepare them for the workforce. But after a while, the women started writing curriculum from their perspective as the overcomers. And we realized they could be teaching these other women. So that's what they transitioned in. They transitioned to where they were doing all the training. So every woman who came into our housing program went through that social enterprise before she got a job. And because they were implementing all the curriculum, they were doing it from their own perspective. Like, well, I want to enter into the restaurant industry. So what would that look like? What skills would I need for that? Well, I want to enter into launching my own business. What would I need for that? And so we started putting women into these, going through that program and putting them into the workforce in our community. And they were, the employers were coming back to us saying, we really want to hire more of your women because these are some of our best employees. And it was like, oh, wow. And then I started thinking about it. Well, it's like, well, of course, that just makes sense. I mean, I know for me personally, when I had the opportunity and when I got my first teaching job, having come from the past that I came from, I wanted to prove that I could do it. I wanted to show the world I can do these things. I, I'm a hard worker. I know what to do. I can overcome. And so that's when I, we started transitioning to recognize, wow. This is a win-win situation. The women are getting these opportunities to support themselves and their family long into the future, but the businesses are gaining really incredible employees because the women who come from those backgrounds bring a non-traditional experiences with them that most most employees aren't going to have. They're resilient, they're tenacious, they're creative, they have all these skills and you can't teach those things, you know. I mean, you can experience them and you can, and you can see them, but it's really unique for businesses that they bring that perspective. So it's really unique that businesses gain these employees that have that kind of perspective. You can teach them the skills for any kind of, any kind of work or any kind of job, but the other pieces are what make them really powerful, significant employees. And they tend to be really dedicated because it's like, all right, I got a chance. I'm going to work hard for these people and show them they made the right choice. That's right. And 
We see that so much now with companies that are really struggling to hire people. You know, in the time that you talked about, we weren't going through a human capital shortage in our right. society. And still, those companies were coming to the organization as a pipeline for hiring. And we, and one of the principles in our books is a three way partnership with women, the nonprofit organization, and businesses. And we really do see nonprofit organizations that are using the principles in the book, companies that are using the principle in the book, being able to create a pipeline with the women who are transitioning through these organizations to be able to hire women who are effectively trained for their organizations. And whatever the industry is, that they can be prepared and ready and some of the best employees within that organization. So right now, we're really struggling as a country with human capital shortage and not being able to hire enough people into organizations with turnover being really high. All of those things are real challenges that impact companies' profits. And we're working with some companies, we've engaged with some companies who are looking to hire people who have overcome challenging past and specifically people who have a felony background who have been incarcerated. And the book is perfect for that because businesses who are looking to hire people who have been incarcerated can implement these principles, can partner with nonprofit organizations that are also implementing these principles and have greater success in creating that pipeline of overcomers coming into their organization and being some of their best, most loyal employees. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one of our board members was a businessman in our community and of course, he was one of the ones that was seeing how well these women were in the workplace. And so he was reaching out and actually connected us with a major corporation. And we ended up going and speaking to, you know, the main person in that corporation as a way of talking about how can we begin to funnel employees into his business because there was an issue of being able to hire. So it became this really direct link between the nonprofit and the and the business community. But I think the most important piece of it, and when we talk about that three-point partnership, the, the piece at the top is the woman herself. You know, it's easy to say, you know, nonprofits are engaged in providing services for women who have overcome these things. And it's easy to say businesses are hiring women for these for these right reasons. But the, the, the focus should be always to remember it's the woman that is, that is the significant piece of the puzzle. It's not just that she's going to come in and be a good employee within the business. That's a given. She's going to be. But then on top of that, she brings insight now internally from the corporation to say, hey, you know, if you try to do some of these things with your employees, you might be able to maintain employees that historically you're not being able to maintain. So now she's working from the inside to help the businesses or the corporations or the organizations really be able to look at how are they effectively working with their employees and particularly women who have faced challenges to really make sure that they're using them to their greatest potential. And the, everybody wins in that situation. The women get great jobs. They have you know leadership opportunities. The businesses have these wonderful employees and they're their bottom lines are going to improve because of it. And it's a connection to a different part of their customer base for a lot of companies. You know, women who have overcome challenging past are not a small part of the population. Right. And so they're employees, but they're also consumers. And again, bringing in that diversity of perspectives from women who have overcome is really important. And like you said, they have some skills. The women that we talk about in the book the women that went through your organization, women overcomers have some unique skills that other women, other people don't have. And you talked about some of them, the resilience, the tenacity. And those are things that, like you said, are really hard to teach. You can teach job skills. You can't always teach grit. 
and resilience and tenacity. But the women, and I saw this in the research that I did, had those skills in spades. Right. They could they could get back up because they knew what falling and getting back up felt like. They knew they could overcome. They knew they were survivors. And just surviving a lot of the things that they did, they, they said this, were credentials themselves. That was a credential that I don't have and that I don't bring to the workforce that women overcomers do. And that's so important to bring into the organization and to change the culture and help build that grit and resilience in other people within the organization as well. Exactly. And, you know, especially a single mom with several children in a poverty situation, you absolutely have to be creative. You've got to figure out a way to make things work when there's nothing. You have to do all kinds of problem solving constantly. How am I going to manage to get here and get my kids there when I'm the only one? And so there's a lot of this thinking on their feet and making quick decisions and being creative. All of those skills are exactly what employers are looking for. And they are masters at it. They just didn't realize that that was the reality. (laughs) Yeah. And We talk about that in one of the principles in the book, Translation Factor, and how important it is to help women translate the skills that they got when they were in a challenging past, when they were in incarceration, when they were in their addiction. We talk about how important it is to acknowledge those skills that they previously had that they were applying to a really challenging situation and say, you actually can translate that into the workplace. Mm -hmm. And it's some of the skills that people in their lives have told them were negative their whole lives. One of the examples was one of the women said that she was really good at manipulation. And she certainly isn't the only one that came through your organization that was good at manipulation. It's true. She said, I was really manipulative. And my family had told me my whole life. My friends had told me my whole life. This was a major character flaw. And then Cheryl comes in and says, wait a minute, that manipulation can be translated into motivation. And if you can figure out how to stop using that manipulation for bad and use it for good, you actually can be a really effective business owner and you can motivate your employees or a leader within an organization and translate that, just flip the switch a little bit Mm -hmm. and use that skill that is natural to you that you have honed for many years and translate it into motivation and be an excellent motivator of your employees. Absolutely. And that that is so important to just say, I see where you've been. It's okay. I acknowledge that you gained some skills doing that that are really important that will work in the workplace versus saying you don't have anything to offer the world or, or saying nothing and then feeling like I don't have anything to offer the world when truly they do. Right. And or, or as an organization, focusing on all the things that they need to overcome, all the things in their past and not all the things that they're capable of. And I think people want to believe, you know, especially in nonprofits, they want to believe that these women have something to offer. And most people would say that, but it's not always the primary focus. It's like, well, let's work on these other things first. And then when everything kind of stabilizes, then we'll move into that. And, you know, we just found that it's like, no, let's just do this now. Let's just get this done and start doing this now. When you we're talking about the translation factor. I think of a, a time when one of the women, she had launched a business and it was um, was within the food industry. And one of the things she found out was that she needed to be FDA approved. And she she was just like, she looked at, she got online to look at what it took and she just started freaking out because it, it was just so much. And she, it was so overwhelming to her. She decided that I just think it's time for me to close my business because I can't do this. And I was like, really seriously, after everything that you've gone through, what about this is so scary that you're going to shut down what you've worked so hard for? She said, well, I, it's just overwhelming. I don't know if I can do it. I'm afraid. I, what if I fail? And I looked at her and I was like, 
Are you serious? You've been failing your whole life. You're an expert at failure. What's it going to hurt? You try something good, you know, at least it's, at least it's trying to be productive when you fail. And she just looked at me. She goes, Miss Cheryl, that's not even nice. But she said, <laughs> but then she laughed and said, but you're right. And sure enough, she did. She tackled it and she's still in business. She's FDA approved, you know, and she's still making money. And so it's just a matter of recognizing, you know, oh, these things aren't necessarily bad. These are the things that make me unique and make me be able to accomplish things that most people can't accomplish. That's right. And she had failed and gotten back up and knew what that felt like and knew what that could feel like if she overcame that hurdle of the FDA approval, whether she failed or not. You've told another story about someone you were talking with and how she was talking to a friend whose husband lost her job. You want to tell that story? Yeah, it, it, she was, it was in a group of people and and she, her husband had lost her job and she was just panicked. She was like, I don't know what we're going to do if he doesn't find another job. He's been out of work for several months. And she was really distraught, you know, about the possibility. What if they had to move? Or, and I remember the woman saying, I looked at her and I was like, wow, I'm so glad I've lived the life that I lived because I've had nothing and I survived. It was okay. And I have stuff now. I have a nice home. I have a nice home. I have a nice family. But if something happened and I lost it all, I know it wouldn't be the end of the world. I know that I would just figure out the next thing to do and start over again. And that's a real gift. That's a really neat place to be able to live your life is to recognize no matter what situation I'm in, I'm going to be able to be okay. And I'm going to be able to figure out a way to overcome and, and go on to the next level. And I, there's a lot of people in life that don't know that because they've never had nothing before. And the idea of having nothing is very fearful. But when you've been there, you realize, okay, what do we do next? That's right. And so there is that willingness to take some more risks and that willingness to make those investments in being more creative. And we see that whether women overcomers are starting their own businesses as entrepreneurs or whether they're in the workforce. And we know that if companies are interested in hiring women overcomers, they'll see those dividends paid in that creativity, that resilience, those skills, those unique skills and perspectives that they bring to the organization. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in to Business Doing Good, engaging women and elevating communities with Dr. Shannon Deere and Cheryl Miller. If you would like to pre-order the book that comes out on August 15th or get in touch with Shannon and Cheryl about training, speaking, or consulting services, search businessdoinggood.org. You can also find it in the description. Thank you.